0: Hi, this is Dave Senna with BoldLeading.com, and we're going to be talking about 10 ways for an organization to be bold over the next few weeks, and uh, we'll have uh, different topics each one, but as an introduction to the overall pad- podcast series. I would like to just uh, talk about some of the things that I see with different nonprofits that I've worked with over the past five years. Lots of passion and purpose, uh, a lot of people doing a lot of great things, but often what I find with organizations is they violate uh, some of these principles that uh, we'll be talking about. And uh, I'll go ahead and list out some of these and uh, talk uh, through some of them at a very high level. And as we continue the series, uh, we'll be able to kind of get into more specifics uh, for each of the different principles. First way that an organization can be bold is they need to be compelling goes without saying that we need to have a compelling story that's clear concise easy to understand and that's repeatable that's one of the things that a lot of times we forget if we're going to have a viral message that's going to be used by our board of directors volunteers or other staff it needs to be repeatable memorable and so we need to really work hard at developing a story about our organization that's less about precision and more about passion the next thing that I think organizations don't do very well that they really need to concentrate on is to be focused. I would just meet with an organization today, and as I was talking to them a little about uh, what do you do, they listed off about five or six uh, really big sort of pushes, things that are sort of underdeveloped at this point. But they're really passionate about, and one of the analogies I shared with them is if they can imagine – that they had 10 people that were spaced apart a few feet and in front of each of these 10 people was a giant 100 pound boulder uh... and they were being asked to push that boulder a hundred yards to cross the finish line and they uh... were going to be timed there was an urgency to this matter so they would have a choice they could cheerlead and try to get all ten boulders across the line Or they might decide, let's concentrate on five of those and get the other five people, five of the ten, double up, and you'd have uh, two people per boulder. And you'd have a a far much better chance of getting one of the boulders, or in this case, five boulders across that 100-yard line quicker than you could do ten. And that's really the issue is how do we get our uh, help, the people that we are geared to help. Let's say there's ten different types of people we could help. How do we... Choose which ones that are really going to help and I find organizations really have a hard time with this They feel like it's a moral dilemma And one of the challenges here is if you don't focus in on instead of ten to five Maybe five down to three is that you will waste a lot of energy Trying to pull push a lot of boulders that maybe you weren't meant to put or you don't have the expertise to do it And you're gonna waste a lot of time And so you need to have a really difficult conversation early on with people that understand your organization, understand what you're about and really focus in on what are the most important things that we need to get done. Even through a strategic planning process you would like to do the same thing. So we want to have a compelling story that we talk to people about who we are and we want to be focused and uh, we want to not try to do too much. And A lot of times when people are in the growth mode I tell them you know for going faster and farther and trying to do more, what are the things you're going to give up because you can't do everything? The next thing that you're going to have to do to be a bold organization, you're going to be have to be persistent, and uh, you have to you know, determine a path of least resistance. And you want to, as you are moving forward, again going back to that boulder and moving it forward, you have to be willing to continue to move that inch by inch and just keep going. And as you f- feel like you get past that that ten-yard line or going ten feet or twenty feet that you keep going and keep going, that you're just persistent at what you're doing. A lot of times, uh, if you really feel your cause is important, it's very urgent, you are going to meet resistance. You're going to have barriers, which we'll talk in our next principle, but you need to be persistent, continue to push through. And the next principle that we want to talk about is perseverance. And very similar, uh, but the idea here is that not only do you want to determine your path of least resistance, but you also want to understand that there are going to be barriers and that you need to figure out what those are and get past them. The next thing you want to do is be very specific in what you are, uh, how you're communicating with people. So we talk about that compelling story and are sharing it with people. One of the things that we're trying to do there is to share and then invite them to be part of the journey that we're on or that they're on. We want to invite ourselves on their journey. In order to do that, we need to have a very specific call to action as we're out talking to individuals or groups. So if we're at a service club or a group of people that we're going to share with, we have to decide, am I going to go talk to them about volunteering with my organization? About a specific project that uh, we're trying to buy a van, we're trying to send somebody and send product to a third world country. What is it we're asking them to do? We want to be very specific. So, if we're asking for money, ask for money. If we're asking for their advice, ask for advice. If we're asking them to volunteer, we want to do that or to sponsor an event. But find one ask, be very precise about it, and then talk to them specifically about that call to action. So, share your story. And then how their action will help propel your story forward. And if you can do that, you'll have more more uh, people that will be able to be attracted to you, and be able to come and be a part of you because they have less to think about. A lot of times, what organizations will instead do is they will go to a group and say, "Ways that you can get involved with us are you can send somebody, send product across the." world, you can come and volunteer, you can come and do this, you can come and do that. And it's just way too much information for people to decide on. It's much better for you to say, we want you to volunteer. And then if they say, well, I don't have time to volunteer, sir, that's great that you you want to be involved with what we're doing, but you can't volunteer, a donation of $50 a month or a donation of $500 today would make a huge difference. And so you can shift from an ask once they say no to a secondary ask, but don't ask for everything all at once. Be precise or specific. The next thing that you want to do is as you're doing all this, you you want to be bold. You want to know what you want to ask about and then ask it. So if you're going to go to a person or to a group, think think ahead and find out what that specific call to action is and then make the ask. Just promise to yourself that you're going to go to that particular meeting uh, with that individual or group and make the ask. So you're going to come away from there having made the ask. There's nothing more disheartening or deflating to an organization, to a person, is to have a real big build-up on what you're going to do and then when that moment comes that you feel embarrassed or something happens that you just don't want to push through. And it's much better for you to make the ask and for them to say no then you know where you're at. But if you don't make the ask, you're actually further behind because now you have no way to know where they're at with, in connection to your, to your organization. So if you wanna save yourself some time, make the ask. And if they say no, you've saved your time because you know you don't need to continue to follow up with them. Or it's a not yet and you can follow with them next year. The next thing that you wanna do is you wanna be connected. Identify top 100 people that you can be connected in different call to actions, whether it's volunteering, whether it's dollars, whether you're asking for their advice, but find a list and put it down, a hundred people that you could come to and talk to them specifically about your story, what you're doing and have a specific call to action for them. So not only do you want to make sure that you have a message and that you know what groups you want to go to and the ask that you want to do, but you want to look, be very creative about who are other people that we can be connected to. And you say, Dave, I don't have a hundred people, it's just me, two, three, four other people. Well, take those four people and say, do you have two people? Now you're at eight. Now, ask those eight, and then when you get to those eight, say, do you have a couple people you'd be willing to share with? And pretty soon, just by a snowball effect, you can get to that 100. And uh, there's different ways to brainstorm this. Just go through your phone, think in your phone, your Facebook contacts, your email list. There is 100 people that you can talk to, I promise you. Be consistent is our next principle that we'll be talking about in our series, and that's that you want to ask people, you want to appreciate, with, appreciate what they do, you want to assess what they're response with, and then do it all over again. And if you're consistently talking to people, you're asking them to call to action, you're thanking them for what they do, assess what that response was and whether they liked it or didn't like it, and then ask them again. You keep doing That's how you develop a relationship with a donor is you're simply asking them to be involved, thanking them for for what they've done, and this um, next thing that you want to then do is evaluate what happened did they really engage they didn't engage maybe they like to do something else or you're exactly in the sweet spot but you want to make sure that you're consistent with your donors you're asking them to be involved a specific action that you're thanking them for what they've done assess what's happened and then do that all over again the next thing that you want to be thinking about as a bold organization is you want to be creative. You want to create, update, and upgrade your online presence, your materials. You can't allow yourself to be stale. So when we think about brochures and materials, invest in talking to a graphic designer or a company that, that uh, is appropriate for your organization that you can afford. And make sure that you're doing the best that you can to really clean up how you're communicating with people visually, online, on your website, and whatever you do, just make it consistent, make it clean, simple, compelling, and consistent. And so you want to make sure you're doing that uh, throughout your storytelling. The next thing is be realistic. And this is one of those things that I think a lot of organizations don't do very well, is to really at identify and catalog what resources do you have currently? How much time do you have? What expertise do you have? How much attention or focus can you give to this new endeavor? How much money do you have? And you're going to trade one of these off for the other. So if you have more time, maybe you don't have as much money so you will use your time to substitute for the money. Or maybe you have uh, a lot of expertise and that will cut down the amount of time that you need and possibly even the money. But maybe you don't have the expertise or you're gonna have to go buy somebody else's time to do this, or you're going to learn the skills so that you can develop the expertise and so it's going to take you a little bit longer to do these things. So you really have to kind of think through on this endeavor, do we have the time, the expertise, the attention, the focus, the emotional energy to really dig into this, and do I have the money that's going to need it to buy the things that I can't use time, expertise, or attention for? So being realistic about your research is super important and allows you also to be very specific about the call to actions to the people around you to be able to get resources that you need that you don't have so if you need more money to buy something or to give something away or to impact somebody then you need to go find that money and so you need to, that's one thing that you know you need so then you when you go out to talk to donors you can ask specifically for the amount of money or if you, there's a particular expertise you need maybe you're trying to do a new endeavor and you need some legal advice or some human resources advice you need advice, and maybe you buy it uh, through a service, or maybe you find somebody that's in that field and you ask them for an hour of their time. But you wanna figure out what your resources you have, what resources you're gonna need, and wherever that gap is, that'll give you a call to action uh, for people around you, for that top 100. The next thing that you wanna do, and probably the most important thing, is that you wanna be hopeful. You wanna think about what do I want my organization to be like, in five ten fifteen years if somebody dropped out of the sky five million or fifty million dollars what would i want my organization to be doing and think about that put it down on paper and go through those same exercises about resources what resources do i need how can i make it much more specific and clear and so as you're out talking to people you can rehearse that a little bit and you just never know that you might talk to that one person that says i really believe in what you guys are doing And I see that you have a vision to make a huge world-changing difference. And instead of trying to help you with those 10 boulders, I'd like to help you with this one boulder. And I don't want to take it 100 yards, but I want you to be able to put it on the back of this truck and go 100 miles an hour. That's what we want to do. And so you just never know what's possible until you write it down and start rehearsing and sharing with other people. And that's how you develop momentum. Over the next probably 10 sessions. We'll be talking about each of these in more depth. We encourage you to be a bold organization. This is Dave Sena at bolding.com, and we look forward to chatting with you more. And as you're able, comment below, and we'll see you the next day.